Happy Friday, everybody. Shalom Aleichem. Shabbat Shalom. Good Shabbos. All my mishpoche. Happy weekend for people who are ready to just crush the weekend. Let's enjoy some Live Like a Monk, okay? This is chapter three. Bit of a quicker episode, and it's all about fear. Let's get right into it. Anxiety is just a fear. You are fearing something coming up in the future. If you were to lean into that feeling and be present with the feeling of fear and break down where that came from, why you are, and accept it and forgive, you're present. Lori Santos of Yale says presence equals gratitude, which equals happiness. And that is why you should lean into that feeling of fear when you're anxious. Do not stuff it down. The author Jay Shetty talks about doing that, stripping away layer after layer while meditating to find his fears and where they came from so he can accept himself, so he can understand. <laughs> I feel like I've been doing that with most of my interactions in my life the last year, and I actually don't like it. To be honest with you, I don't like it. Ignorance is bliss, and I don't like that now I've started to learn some of the behavioral psychology and just some of the the deeper meanings behind it. I call it meta-messages, when you, you know, meta-messages, when, when you learn... People might mean things even though they don't say it. It's just been a little bit of torture. And sometimes I'm happy because then I can be super empathetic and just be there for people. But at the same time, sometimes I can't enjoy moments. Plus, I forget who it was, but there was a saying, and I'll paraphrase, when becoming aware, oh no, becoming aware is a journey to solitude or something. And, and it's kind of accurate. So when they were building something called the biosphere in Arizona, the trees inside this fake at, uh, fake environment kept falling over. And they only did this when they got to a certain height. And the scientists were confused at first. They're like, how come these trees can't grow? Like, they're plants. And then they realized they needed wind. The wind is what actually keeps a tree up because the tree builds resilience. It builds up strength to the wind. The roots get stronger. And so this is a giant metaphor for stress. Too little stress and we do suffer. We become fragile and weak. Too much stress and we suffer. We break. Alex Honnold, if that name rings a bell, it's because he was the free solo guy. He climbed El Cap, uh, Yosemite's El Capitan, without anything. And he, that takes a lot of chutzpah. But he said, in his opinion, fear defines most people. That's crazy. If you really think about that, fear defines most people. I actually would say it's the driver for our will to live as a human being. Anyways, I digress. Most people suppress it. Well, he actually leans into it. And just like the metaphor above, if he had too much fear, he wouldn't even start climbing. If he had too little fear, he would have been lackadaisical. He would have been risking death. Because he would have done things irresponsibly without second thought. So once again, even in that case, we need a little bit, but not too much stress or fear to do things in life. Have you guys heard of analysis paralysis? That's when somebody is studying something they want to do so much that they don't end up ever taking action. They just keep learning about it. Because in essence, you could continue just to master things theoretically. In theory, you could read a textbook and learn the theory so much to the point, it's called the Mary's room problem. Mary lived in a black and white room, but she knew color more than anyone in the world. She knew everything about color, but she had never seen color. It wasn't until she opened the door herself 
taking action to do so, that she said, ah, and she looked outside and saw color. She goes, now I understand what it's like to see color. It's no different, folks. Theory only goes so far. So a challenge to you, think about something you've put off for a while that you've been studying, that you've been practicing, that you've been talking about, because we talk a lot, it's just noise. Can you put some energy to that? Jay Shetty talks about a concept I love, which is imagination. And he talks about um, our brain sucking at knowing the difference between fake and real. That when we imagine things, we have physiological changes. If I am in virtual reality, I will start to increase the heart rate, palms my sweat, even though I know, I know on the on surface level, I'm not at the top of a mountain. My brain doesn't subconsciously doesn't necessarily know that, especially if you're in imagination or virtual reality for too long, you start to forget about the real world. You really do get sucked into that world. So let's separate away from VR. Let's actually come back to imagination. I think we forget how much we think. We really do forget how much we think and imagine throughout the day. Fantasize, dare I say. Stop and control those. I just watched a TikTok the other day and the fellow was discussing being the observer of the thought. You are not your thoughts. That is not you. They are just clouds rolling by. Just like you can observe the clouds rolling by and you understand that you have the power to observe the clouds. You have the power to observe your thoughts. That is not you. Your consciousness observes. To be the observer of the observant, like that is even a deeper level where you submit and you, you truly come out and focus on your senses because that's the most present thing you can do. And so the same way that we can increase adrenaline, heart rate, and perspiration when we imagine things, you can do the contrary. You can increase your self-efficacy. You can increase serotonin, dopamine by imagining awesome situations. Now, when you whoop, which is wish, outcome, observe, plan, uh, obstacle plan, I'll give you the quickest 10-second crash course. This is something sports psychologists do. People have studied this. Instead of just wishing for a fantasy saying, I want to get the promotion and then that's it. No, you have to say, okay, what happens if I don't? What happens if my colleague does? What happens if I get sick and I can't perform or meet the quota my boss wants? Like these are obstacles that could pop up. You have to actually think of that obstacle, make a plan for that and then continue fantasizing. That never ends. That's a loop. It's called whooping. Wish. So wish for something. Outcome. Think of the outcome. Obstacle, think of what could stop you from getting that outcome and plan. Make a plan after you've established an obstacle. Now, the reason I'm bringing all of that up is now you'll understand when I say that you should imagine more. Start thinking about what you want. Some people like mantras. Some people just like to sit there and meditate on it in the morning and really think about their ideal day, the future they want. Because this ties into active manifestation. You will start to see opportunities pop up in your life if you think about stuff, what you think about, you focus on. I say that a million times. And so when you fantasize every day, because you're going to start doing it, I want you to start doing that. I want you to start actually being aware of your thoughts. When you start thinking things, because you think all the time, be aware, be the observer. That's how you're present. That's how you reduce anxiety and depression because you're present. The present moment's always a good moment. Remember that. So before I digress and move on to the next topic, Imagine, imagine, imagine your ideal life, perfect fantasies, because then you can whoop, then you can find the obstacles and plan for those 
and you just keep doing that. Never stop doing that. You'll see opportunities pop up. It will naturally pop up in conversation, your goals, your what you're striving for. And next thing you know, you connect with someone. I, and I'm, the reason I'm so pumped up when I talk about this is because in my own life, this is anecdotal, but in my case study, it's worked. I bring things up in conversation. I YouTube things because it's a true desire. So I look it up on YouTube. And next thing you know, I'm stumbling across it, advice and uh, counsel, knowledge that really just propelled me completely. Uh, regarding investing and whatnot, there are aspects of investing like private lending and real estate that I never thought I'd get into. But it's because I went for it and I started talking about it with people. I was thinking about it all the time to the point where it was what I focused on. So I'd see a recommended page or a video and I'd click on it because it's a true desire. And that led to opportunities. No different than talking about it with people. It led to opportunities with people. Um, talking about it with my brother, it led to us getting tenants in our house. Like it, like I'm telling you, and, and let's say I wasn't focusing on that. I would never have brought that stuff up. It would never have manifested into my life. On to the next point, and I appreciate you listening to that spiel. Give pain attention. Just like a crying baby, you got to say to yourself, I see you. I'm here for you. Self-compassion is key. I actually just listened to a podcast yesterday on Hidden Brain on self-compassion, and she was saying how it can really, really reduce depression when you start to say, I am a human being. I do human things. Like when you mess up, you go, I... Humans do what I just did. That is a human thing. I am not a superhero. <laughs> and that is self-compassion. You are hugging yourself. Some people even like to literally put their hand on their chest and be felt, be touched. Because touch is a powerful thing, let me tell you. And maybe try that right now. I, I never, I don't like to do it personally, but maybe you like to do it. I know a lot of people that do. You put your hand on your chest, you breathe, and give yourself a hug. <sighs> tell me if that feels better. And if you want to say a mantra, something like, you are okay, you're loved, you're, I'm here for you. You could do it. Why not? Here's an exercise in the book. He says, rate your fear. Draw a line from 1 to 10. If you're driving or walking, you can do this in your head. Now think of the worst thing you can imagine. Okay? Is it a paralyzing injury, death of a loved one? Think of it. Make that a 10 on the line. Now, whatever your current fear is, think, just think of something right now you're a little nervous about or you wish you had, something you fear losing or whatever. A current fear doesn't have to be crazy. Put that on there. It, well, actually, it could be a super heavy fear. Just put it on there. Now, this is perspective. And anytime a fear creeps up, do this exercise. Think of the worst things that could happen in your life. Put this on here. Make that contrast happen. This reminds me when I was taking the Yale course, Science of Well-Being by Dr. Luis Santos. She shows the illusion and, uh, oh, geez, there was a name for this, but it was comparison, really. There was a, two circles, same size. One circle had tiny balls around it. The other one had large spheres around it. The circle with the large spheres around it looked smaller than the other one. This is an optical illusion. And this is social comparison. And, and she just says, like, be careful what your environment is. You can choose your environment to an extent. And that will actually change your outlook on the world, on life, and your philosophies, and the way you do everything. So, fun fact, there's an exercise for you. <laughs> if you have fears and you're overwhelmed by those fears, zoom out. Zoom out when you get these fears. It's a very stoic thing and almost nihilistic way to live life, but some people find it's a great way to cope. If you have these, use a sympathetic partner to comfort you 
And that can actually increase a bond. Have you seen Inside Out? In the movie Inside Out, <clears throat> great children's movie, but deep. There's a girl who's really sad. She ran away from home, comes back home. She's very sad and upset at her parents. But her parents are so scared because they could have lost her. She could have gotten hurt. And they hug her and embrace her. And then she feels loved. And it's this moment of the sadness actually ended up creating happiness and that we need this yin-yang contrast all the time. And so think about it. You feel anxious because of something coming up in life. You you just you don't have to word it fancy. You literally just say, I am so scared of fill in the blank. And you say it to a partner and feel the sympathy, feel the love, and that can bond you two. So over something that had a negative connotation, you actually added and created this super positive moment, which is just, I find that so cool. Anytime anxiety or fear pops up, ask yourself the question, is this decision influenced by how others will perceive me? Ask yourself that. This way you can use your own awareness to see if the decision you're making truly lines up with your values and morals and principles and not other people's. So I'll say that again, if fear is creeping up, ask yourself, is this fear influenced by how I think others are going to perceive me. Okay. Ask yourself that, uh, because all your decisions, they should really line up with your principles, values, and morals, not other people. Don't worry how other people will perceive you because they're literally, if you faked your personality, you'd still have people hate you and you'd still have people love you like a 50, 50, just like if you were authentic, you'd have 50, 50 hate and love. That should speak volumes right there. Don't front. Like there's no point because you're going to have the same amount of people hate you and love you. And now you hate yourself because you're not your authentic self. Listen, do everything for your principles, morals, and values, okay? Jay Shetty says, if a person is scared to do something, go find someone who's done the same thing. Talk to them. It eliminates that fear. Turn hurtful fears into useful fears. A fear of parents dying. That will incentivize you to spend meaningful time with them. So now we've just taken a hurtful fear, turned it into a useful one. Yin-yang theory, inside-out theory, you know how it is. And next is chapter four. I think I'm going to wait actually till next week to do that. This is a bit of a shorter episode. I hope you enjoyed. Take care. There it is. I hope you enjoyed. Rate five stars if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Go, I hope I hope all this fear talk, it's so cliche and schmaltzy, but like you, you can't get around it. We all are driven by fear. So if you can control it, you're not fragile. You are anti-fragile. And that's how you want to live your life. Bulletproof. Ready for anything. I wish you the best. Seriously, have a great weekend. For all my yin, my Yahudim listening, Shabbat Shalom. Good Shabbos. Enjoy tonight and everyone else. Spend time this weekend with people you love. Please, please, please. See you later. Mm-hmm.